Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. captain versus Japan's captain. First time they've ever faced each other. They've been teammates for five years. The best against the best. Here's the pitch. Trout swings and misses. Here's the pitch. And the dirt at 102. Baseball wins tonight. He throws. Trout strikes out swinging. In the immortal words of Maximus, Jay, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Good stuff last night, wasn't it? I guess this means that Mike Shot isn't a uh, generational ball player. <laughs> Here we go again. Please, Jay, don't pick at the wounds and the scabs of arguments past. (laughs) (laughs) I just just, just the dumbest thing ever. Anyway, how are you? I am doing good. It's good to talk to you. Sorry I'm a bit late. Every piece of equipment I had was malfunctioning right as I was about to dial you up and get you on board. So a couple things here. Um. Number one, first of all, did you watch it live last night? Yeah, okay. of course I did. Well, I, I said, hey, listen, I didn't want to. I didn't want to pants you. Going, did you watch it live? And you're like, no. Yeah, because no, you're I, busy. I watched. Yeah. I watched the busy, you know, trying to go to sleep. But I watched the last right. three Team USA games all live, all all nine innings. Right. Okay. So uh, 
how does this what does this do for the World Baseball Classic? It cements it at least for two more cycles. If anyone was thinking about getting rid of it, not um, after this. I'm thinking it, it, it's going to kind of go the way of the World Cup. Are you thinking that now? It's going to be that big? Well, no, no. I'm saying there was a momentum following right, the no, injuries to I'm really thinking- go, is this worth it? And then you had this damn near scripted finish. And it's like, how could you fucking not keep doing this? They, they're going to. Yeah. They, but the only thing is it's got to get more more tier one play. The Americans starting pitching was shitty. Well, that's the thing. Man, the Manfred least. said he wanted to see more American pitching involved. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That yeah. That's the only part. Because I remember looking at the original uh, roster and I was like, well, this is. Wait a minute. There's a bunch of guys I've never fucking heard of. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing. You get your number one pitchers in, and then then we got a thing. We're still the best in this country at baseball, even though we lost because we didn't send our best. Baseball, basketball, and tackle football, which pretty much nobody else plays. Soccer, um, we soccer, we are a complete afterthought. <laughs> and I wish we, but I and I wish we stopped trying. Oh, like, really? Do, do, do the English are they trying to play tackle football? No, no, no. We they the, the English don't give a shit about any of our sports. No, and and I like that. I, I hate pandering to other countries. <laughs> it's not pandering. It's just it it is not in the taste palate of the English. The Spaniards they love basketball. French, yeah, same oh way. In, in fact, Team France, I'm going to say this, pretty scary in the next couple of, because they have uh, Victor, Owen, Wem, whatever. Wem, yeah. Wembayana, who yes. y- yesterday, if you listened to the Zabecast with ex-coach Naki and sorry. Ed Tapscott. Yes. Oh, my, you had the, the, Palm, two, the two goats on. I yeah. could have I could have had a third plate at the table for you if you were available. Oh. I, but you didn't you call asked. me. <laughs> I forgot you live around here. I could have invited you. Fuck. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. I, I asked Tapscott. I go, okay, Wembyana, is he the real deal or is he a little bit of a Loch Ness monster? He goes, this dude is crazy. Crazy good. Crazy fluid. 7'4", but a wingspan of 8 feet tall. Comes from a competitive athletic parents. They're like, he's got to be legit. I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. So, so France in basketball is going to be formidable. So, yeah, France but, but I mean, has, they got, they got yeah. Rudy Gobert. Right. They're trying to uh, get Joel Embiid to play for Team France because somehow he can. Team France is going to be a little scary. Like, Team Canada is already scary in international basketball, believe it or not. Really? With who? Yes. Team Canada, they had, they had, uh, this was like three or four years ago, and I always take a look at the junior teams. RJ Barrett, Team Canada has like seven guys who play in the NBA. Wow. I I can't remember the name, all the names, but it was like, whoa, I'm a little worried about this now. Okay, Canadians in the NBA. Let's see if Google, oh, Shea Gilgis Alexander? SGA. Andrew Wiggins? Yes. The, Brandon the, um, Clark, R.J. Barrett, Dylan the Villain Brooks, who got suspended one game for his 18th technical foul. Oh, he's such a dick. Uh, Kelly Olenek of the yes, Utah Kelly, Jazz. Yes, yes uh, Kelly Trey Lyles. Shit, there's a lot of guys. I'm actually having to scroll down here to kind of, they didn't sort it by 
who's any good. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, they. I mean, I think Tristan Thompson, Jamal Murray. Hello. Oh, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> okay. Canadian. There you go. So yeah, Anthony Bennett. Although he kind of yeah. sucks. Oh my God, Anthony, the worst Canadian ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's no he's no longer in the NBA. Well, anyway, no. uh, so back to the World Baseball Classic. Sorry, that's okay. I got a little something for you that we like to call on this podcast the stat of the day. Okay. Back up and stand by for this one. Here you go, stat of the day. So as uh. Otani was throwing 100, 100, 100, 200. Uh, Jesus Christ. And I know, and Trout was cutting through him like it was air. If you're not impressed by the strikeout by Otani, you should be because Mike Trout has all of three, sw- he has had three swinging strikeouts in only 24 of his 6,174 career MLB plate appearances. Behold your stat of the day. So that's a little impressive. Three swings, three misses, you're out. Has happened yes. just 24 times in his 6,174 career plate appearances. That's like I said, a little impressive. <laughs> that's a little impressive. Now you're <laughs> impressed. I'm impressed. You know who was not impressed by the at bat last night? Oh, this ought this ought to be good. Who? Jason Whitlock. <laughs> Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Oh, I'm so glad you you brought that up. We're going to make because... this out to be an epic at bat. Really? What is Gibson and Eckersley then in the World Series in Game One when Gibson hobbled around the base? Uh, also an epic at bat and hit the home run against Eckersley Dodgers A's in '88. One of the great, great home runs in the history of baseball. World Series, absolutely. Oh, well, well but hold it now. Did you see the headlines today? Epic at bat. Incredible moment. What? Yeah, but why? Because they're teammates? Uh, yes, that's part of yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's part of it. Why? Oh. Because he's Japanese and he's a hero in a country that is baseball mad? Mm, yes. I have, I have yes, that's part of it. And, and Trout does nothing but strike out. Trout <laughs> struck out twice in the game. He strikes out. In the game. Who cares? Everybody talks to me about Trout and DiMaggio. I mean, Trout strikes out 175 times a year. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Trout strikes out more than the average slugger or not. We just gave you his three string, three swinging strikeout stat, which is pretty amazing. But this is Mad Dog Russo seeing an opportunity to flex as a baseball guy, Jay, and take a contrarian point because ESPN loves loves contrarians chris russo it, if the internet had existed when his show was popular he and francesa would be hacks because they are wrong 90 percent <laughs> of the time on stuff and i just can't believe there's why do people like them well, you know, uh, we were out, we 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 we, we out of New York. We're out of New York. We we know our stuff. We talk like New Yorkers, and we're back and forth. And dog, dog, listen, it ain't gonna happen. The Jets aren't gonna get uh, Parcells. Is I talked to him. I'm a friend of it. I don't know. They are gonna throw a lot of money at him there, Mikey. You be on I mean, long enough, and you get enough, you get a little bit of foothold of success, and you're on long enough in a big market. You're like fucking furniture. You can't get out of a room. You'll be there forever. 
Okay. All right, but I, I, just, I know, uh, but you're, but I, you're, you're right. But here's the other thing: is being right now and oh, being accurate now means less than zero. The mistakes that Colin Coward is making on a daily basis, now chronicled oh. by Funhouse on Twitter, are stunning. I love him, by the way, he's my favorite. Isn't he great? Him and him and seventies. Super seventy sports. My two favorite reads in the morning. Absolutely. Yeah. And, very and good. After, back after this, follow you, and he like a. Yes, I, he, oh, he, okay. he knows of me, and we, I, I actually privately text. I, I, I slipped into his DMs the other day and said, I can't believe this shit with Coward. I said, thank you for pointing it out, although sadly, it seems to have no effect on his career other than to give him raises. Well, also, could you also point out to him, he now has a super hack at his side, Jason McIntyre. Oh, God. Who doesn't know the fucking rules of football. <laughs> I've seen it before, and I'm like, how is this guy something? <laughs> do, you, do you know the backstory on Jason McIntyre? Oh, God, no. He started I, it. I just, I just remember him, and it was, it was, a, Steel, it was a Steelers-Jaguars game three, three or four years ago. And there was a play that happened, and it was clearly a backwards pass. And he was like, oh, hold it. And I was like, you're a fucking moron. You don't know what you're saying. <laughs> So Jason McIntyre started a blog uh, called For the Win, which was I that one. I built that up one. to a certain readership level. Then it was bought by USA Today, back when USA Today had some relevance on the landscape. This would have been 2010, I want to say, 8, 9, 10, something like that. I remember having a dinner with Jason McIntyre and a bunch of other people with Fox Sports Radio at the time out in L.A. at the Super Bowl. And he was a nice guy, nice fella. Um, he's handsome looking enough on television. He has a wonderful, uh, mix of racial ambiguity, which is always good for television. Yeah. What is he? I don't know. (laughs) He's a nice guy who knows just enough about sports and presents well on TV. And when executives see that package, they go, we could use him. They don't care about talent. They don't care if he differentiates himself from the field. They just say he would look good on TV and he can do the sports talking thing. And they get nudged. They get either nudged along. They get either nudged along, Jay, or sometimes you get put on a rocket ship and strapped there and sent to the moon. You're telling me that executives on radio and or TV just go by appearance only? Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Yes, Just I know. Get out of here. It's a shock. It's a shocker for you, isn't it? <laughs> shock. And by okay. the way, I want to make abundantly clear: I am not implying that uh, Jason McIntyre has rode his skin color to where he is. I believe he's smart and he's a hard worker. I I believe his total package, though, in terms of his overall look and attractiveness and the whole schmear and his ability to talk at a certain level. It's the whole package that has led him to be nudged along. He's not terrible, but he's also not exceptional in any way. He's not compelling in any way. And now he's falling into either the trap or the very smart mode of Colin Cowherd where, shit, being wrong and loud wrong not only doesn't matter, it could be a career advancement for him. Well, let, let me. Well, people hate when you and I talk about industry stuff. I know. I don't care. Uh, just, they don't hate it, your, actually. No. They, they actually like this inside stuff. Some it's will accuse podcast. us of jealousy, and that's fine. It's not jealousy. I, why am I jealous? It's, en- it's envy. I, 
<laughs> I get paid seventy bucks an hour now. Why am I jealous? Nice, Jay. Do you got, yeah. is there any openings? By the way, <laughs> I'm always looking to always looking to one stay one step ahead of the radio posse. <laughs> Fire me! <laughs> I'm gone so, already. I quiet quit three years ago. <laughs> so, and that's why I like Nick Wright. Nick you Wright do. is far, is far from handsome. No, he's Nick Wright is the one ugly guy that somehow made it. And that's why I like him because he made it because he's talented, even though his take on LeBron is idiotic. Oh, he completely he, he guzzles LeBron. LeBron's dick. Right. right, but I like Nick Wright because Nick Wright didn't get on by looks alone or being on CNN at one time, CNN Sports at one time. Right, that's such an that's such an inside thing, right there. What I just said, CNN but, Sports. That's so funny. <laughs> but and he got on there because he did a good show in Kansas City and became famous. I I, I like that. I like guys yeah. who work hard. Doesn't hurt that he's married to a black woman, has beautiful biracial kids. I'm going to say he he married well doesn't too. does not hurt in that regard. But also, you know. He only tells one half of the story. Like on the LeBron stuff, he's not wrong from a standpoint of LeBron's amazing basketball accomplishments. But he doesn't want to touch any of the other stuff about LeBron that's problematic. He just wants to work one side of the street, the positive side. He won't touch all the bullshit stuff about LeBron. The narcissism, the lying, the pretending to read books. You know, like he won't even go there because it's bad business for him. And I get it. I have read the autobiography of Malcolm X, I think, at least four times. And? And LeBron. Oh, it's, it's like my third favorite book. But if you see, LeBron's always on page one. Whenever they <laughs> remember, when, remember when they asked LeBron about that and he had no good answer? Yeah, because he, he's never read more than seven pages. <laughs> but he made sure to have the book with him. Yeah. Like but, at media day. One. Yeah. Yeah. I was on page one. Was was asked what his big takeaway uh, was. Taylor, you want to follow up? There yeah. You um, so you're holding the autobiography of Malcolm X along with Alex Haley. I don't know how far you are into the book, but what's your biggest takeaway so far? Um, I kind of just started a couple of days ago. Um, the last um, five years. I've read and a lot of a lot of notes over the years. It's my first time actually reading this from start to finish. Um, but just a very um, very smart man. By the way, by the way, you have to you, 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 you have to see his eyes as he says a very smart man. He's looking down and then he shoots a diagonal glance up at the reporter with a okay, could we move on now? Because you clearly have dragged me into deep waters. Oh my god. His words in the in the sixties. And uh what was going on is actually what's going on today still that's well that's really not taking much of a oh yeah so so there you go so so david so so you have never read the book and what and what did you get from lebron that he didn't read the book either yeah right exactly (laughs) hey hey listen as a guy in high school who didn't read 90 percent of the books that were assigned I know what a guy who's been put on the spot about a book he hasn't read looks like because I've lived it, Jay. <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> I was that yeah. guy, right? Yeah. I wrote the book on not oh, reading the book. Reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you decided to not. In fact, my title of the book is So You've Decided to Not Read the Book. (laughs) Subhead, here's your best way to get through it anyhow. (laughs) My favorite thing was when he was a very smart man. Well, LeBron, that's really going on the limb. Very smart Way to really jump into it. Though. Oh god! Yeah. Oh god! All right, one more thing. One more thing on Otani. Actually, two more things, real quick. So, <laughs> I could talk all. I would talk all Otani all day. Go okay. Um, <laughs> talk about freezing cold takes. Dateline dated March eighteenth of twenty eighteen. Washington Post sports account has a Norman Chad column. In which Norman Chad gushes about Shohei Otani, the Babe Ruth of Japan, saying he has not been this excited since the 1981 debut of the McRib sandwich. (laughs) None other than Keith Olbermann, heard of him? Claps back March of 2018 saying, Norman, you do realize Otani has a 100 average and a 27 ERA to this point, right? He is the perfect two-way player, can't hit, and can't pitch. The two-way player is a unicorn. Oh, man, has had a freezing cold take now. And baseball was Keith's only real thing. Oh, well, I'm going to say, if you remember on this podcast, I said pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you're in the same boat. I'm in the same boat as Overman. I was not impressed (laughs) with him, but I should have remembered there's this thing called spring training. Right. You don't really amp up yet. Yeah. But now, but now, but now you're at least on board. Who knows if Overman is. I'm on board. I'm I'm holding, I'm carrying the water for team. He is the, the. Biggest unicorn we've ever seen in Major League Baseball. He was throwing, throwing, he was throwing 100. 100. 100, and then a perfect slider that would have been a called strike even if Trout hadn't swung. It's I don't know what which thing is more impressive to me is hitting or is pitching. I don't, I don't know he either. bombs. I think by the way, it, yeah. he might be the second big – me and my dad were talking about, you know, the WBC, and we were like – for a country that is baseball crazy as Japan, you would think they would have sent more players over here. But I can only think of, and I'm talking stars, Japanese stars, um, Matsui, Nomo, Ichiro. Uh, who am I missing? Who am I, but well, besides Dice K. No, Dice, Dice K was only good for like three years. Well, he was still a major leaguer. You're talking yeah, about I, actual major leaguers. Okay. I'm talking about stars. I'm talking oh, about okay. So there's, there's only been, oh, what, what's um, um, you Darvish. You Darvish. You Darvish would that, be another and one. And that's it. So that's what, seven? I was right. So Tanaka, so did you mention to... Tanaka? Tanaka. Kenta Maeda? From the Dodgers? Yes. Kenta Maeda played for the Twins. No, he he didn't play for the no. Who am I thinking of? And the Dodgers. Kenta Maeda was a Dodger as well. Thank you. Did you mention okay. Hideki Arabu? Oh God, the fat toad. <laughs> fat pussy toad is what I believe uh, Big yeah. Stein called him because he not he a, bought him for a, a lot of money and he was not producing. He's the right. bad Hideki. Hideki Matsui was the better I said of the Matsui. two. Yes, yeah, Hideki. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like I said. Set, there was there was Kaz Kaz with the Kaz for the Mets second baseman Kaz and that's a, cannot, but and he was a flame out. So I'm just saying I, I would have thought that 
How about Tomo Oka? No. Red Sox, Expos, a, Nats, Brewers, Blue Jays. Just naming guys from Wikipedia. No. <laughs> well, come on, man. I like these names. <laughs> They're not stars. Max Suzuki. Is okay. that who? Catcher. Is that who I'm thinking of? No. No, no, no. Oh, Matt Suzuki. I, Actually, no. Matt, Mac, Mac Suzuki was a pitcher. I was trying yeah, to think so, of yeah, you know. the, the one you're thinking of. I think he's from Hawaii. Oh, here's the best name ever. Do you remember Kosuke Fukudome? Played for Fukudome. the Cubs. Fukudome. Yes. Fukudome. Yes. Fukudome. Fukudome. <laughs> yes. Did you hear the Japanese call? Of I sure I should the, the strikeout yes because they played it right after. I mean it's fantastic, game. isn't it? What is it about the Japanese announcers that is such an electric factory? Is it just the way they get into it? I think it's the inflection, the inflection of their voices. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is it really is kind of I, th- I think the reason that we kind of find it silly at least a lot of us is growing up really our only exposure to native japanese people speaking the language was in world war ii movies and of course they were portrayed as our enemy because you know hello pearl harbor and all that so they were always portrayed in a negative light so they're always like talking very frantically like oh, no, 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 no. So when you hear this in a baseball highlight, it kind of brings that back. But yeah, okay, I'm going to have to say, yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I love the passion. And then you had uh, Mark DeRosa, who has played for a number of teams. Although I always think of him as a dirty, stinking Cub, even though he only played there for two years. He was a Brave <clears throat> for much of his career. Played 18 That's what years. I think, of, I think of him as a Brave. Yeah, here was uh, here was him after the game. And the baseball voice of the show, world video won game. tonight. Although those guys are disappointed in there, I couldn't be prouder of them, the way they came together as a team, from getting together two and a half weeks ago, all the things that happened along the way, tough games, easy games, whatever it was, they truly started to bond and and enjoy being around each other. But, I mean, if you were going to write a script, I was hoping it was going to go our way with Mikey Poppin won against Otani. Poppin like won against said, Otani. You know where he's from, by the way, Mark DeRosa, with that accent, don't you? He's from Jersey? Yeah, Jersey boy. Passaic, New yeah. Jersey. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. That's his yeah. the baseball yeah. world, this thing is real. The WBC's real. This thing is the real. The whole world got to see Otani come in, big spot, battling. It's, it's kind of how it was kind of scripted. I just wish it would have went different. Yeah. Now, uh, one more thing. As great yeah. as that at bat was, despite what Mad Dog Russo thinks, oh, it was a great at bat. <laughs> How about fucking Trey Turner? Trey Turner, oh. who I have called for a long time now, the world's fastest paper boy, looks like a kid who should be delivering your paper, but is a fucking great baseball player. Five fucking home runs in this thing alone. Smooth Most as ever. shit. One of the coolest slides you'll ever see that he laid down a couple of years ago coming into home where he popped right up like he was some magic magnetic toy. <laughs> He's fucking good. He, like, I believe Grant Paulson today for the fan put a poll out saying, if you could bring back one Nat, who would it be? And it was like Scherzer, Harper, Soto, 
or Turner? And I felt like clapping at Grant going, why is this even a question? Turner. But I know a lot of people would say, you know, the other guys were good Harper players as well. Yeah. Or Scherzer. Yeah. yeah. God, they, think of the team. Think of how lucky we were in Washington with that fucking team. I, I know I know you're not a fan of his work, but on last week's Game Theory show on Bo HBO, Money. Bo Money Jones' show, he laid out, or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, it is not, he's tired of these owners crying piss poor. They're just kind of trying to keep in, as much money for themselves. In baseball? poor. Yeah. Yeah. How does the, how does the owner of a mid, a mid market team like the Padres right. just spend like a, like a drunken sailor? Because yeah, he wants me? to. He right. wants to, and, and he's can. yeah, he's rich right. enough to do it. Hell, the learners you would have thought would have kept the Nationals in the family heirlooms forever. What was that about? Right? What is that about? But they're like mercenaries. Well, that but that's been true ever since <clears throat> ever since the reserve clause and Kurt Flood. The owners have been obviously the powerful and the richer of the two parties. It's up to the union to fight effectively to better their conditions. Now they have over the years. Baseball players are wildly, I don't want to say overpaid, but they they make mountains of fucking money, the best guys. And they've got the best free agency of any major sport, probably. Maybe better than the NBA, certainly better than the NFL. But this is where the NFL players have to band together and break the owners if they can, but they can't because they're just too fractured as a yes. union. Yes, they, they're not the union. They're not my dad's... Uh, Major, major league base they're not marvin miller's union anymore right like if if lamar jackson balls. if lamar, if there is no franchise tag lamar jackson would have walked out of owings mills a week ago and walked into a press conference and a mountain of 200 million guaranteed from somebody guaranteed if you didn't have the draft picks attached if they didn't have the right to match it's the most restrictive stupid thing ever and i've been yelling forever the union needs to kill the franchise tag, and all tags immediately. There is no such thing as, oh, well, we're going to make you a franchise player. Don't worry, we'll pay you a one-year salary at the average of the top three positions or top three salaries at your position in the league. That's a shitty deal. You don't want a one-year deal. Even if it's for a lot of money, you want a long-term deal. It's football. You get hurt. Things happen. And the response was always from people that cover the league was, well, the union feels like the franchise tag only applies to a small number of people, which it does, Jay, in number every year. But the problem is it can apply to anybody at any time. And so it's in the back pocket of the owners to hit you like a whammy when they don't want you to walk out the door. Uh, Nobody's listening player, to me. No, a, for, a former player that we both know said the NFL players will never be have a strong owner because they're a motorcycle the players- gang. Right. Yes. Exactly. And then, yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's unfortunately kind of what they are. And the problem is that the the jobbers make too little. They've got too little job security, and the quarterbacks are the ones that make it all. Right. A, they they unlike yeah. baseball, they can't all stand in in unison because the baseball players at the time they were the weak, not the weakest. They were just starting out. Everybody was making pretty much the same amount of money. Yeah. So they were like, fuck it, let's all stick together. They can't kill us all. Yeah. And they didn't. They won. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out 
Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. So here's another fun stat for you, not stat of the day. Do you know who has the most receiving yards in the NFL since 2016? Most receiving yards. Hint. So this stat is going to be so... Um, Hint, um, it's not a wide receiver. That would be Travis Kelsey? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Thank Do you know where Travis... Good job. Do you know where Travis Kelsey ranks in compensation amongst pass catchers in that span? Well, with that, he should be top five. But yeah, I'm guessing- 20th. I was going to say he's got he's got to be outside the top 10. Because the I'm powers that be, they slot tight ends at a certain level and they're undervalued. And they don't give a shit how many yards one guy catches. They just know, oh, you're a tight end. So they're bound, especially when it comes to the tag rules, franchise transition. Remember when Jimmy Graham tried to fight his way out of being and a tight end? And say I was a wide receiver. And they, yeah. they, they didn't let him. They're like, nah, you're a tight end. Fuck you. It doesn't matter. Am I producing right now? But it is. this is for the union to fight, which they won't have a chance to fight for another four years or something like that. Idiots signing 10-year deals. Who the fuck does that? Those, well, wait a minute. I think I, I, there was a story today that Lamar said he's pretty much done with the Ravens. But he's got to be there two more years, right? Yes, he does. Because, yeah. So you can't be. I was I was like, who said that? That's dumb. You can't be done. What would it do if he quiet quit on the Ravens this year? Where he said, "Okay, I'll take your franchise tag of forty million. I will show up. So I will go through the motions. If I get a fucking hangnail, I'm declaring myself out. 
and you guys can suck it. And then if you don't like that, you can pay me another $45 million next year. Or you can just let me be a free agent, and then I'll tell a team, okay, I'm ready to ball now. What you saw last year was I was there against my will. Would teams buy into that, or would the NFL powers that be circle the wagons and punish that? Oh, the powers that be would so yeah. circle the wagon. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, but I'm I'm hoping that one team says fuck it, we're going to sign them and see what Baltimore does. We've called, but then I heard that when you do make an offer, because wait a minute, how many times in our lifetime have we seen a free agent of this magnitude be on the market? But anyway, I heard that if you sign a player to an offer sheet, that money stays on your books for ten days to two weeks. Oh yeah, you got to carry it immediately. Yes. Yes. Even though the deal may be matched and you never take the player, which is another bullshit rule that hurts who? The players. Yes. It discourages teams from making a run at other teams' franchise guy. So that fucks you because what if there's a free agent you have to sign? You can't because you don't have the money. So you got to wait. So Exactly. So is this collusion? <laughs> well, I mean, it's legal collusion. It's co- it's it's this. collusion along... Uh, CBA rules that the players agreed to, which is not very smart. All right, no. uh, let's get off to let's get off the sports stuff because you know sports are for nerds. Let's talk about good That's, shit. Okay. Uh, topic number three, big topic number three: hot tub cougar. Now I know you're thinking, oh, a middle aged woman who's kind of hot and sporty and likes to likes to have sex in a hot tub. I'm all about it. No. A real cougar oh. attacked attacked a couple in Utah while they were enjoying their hot tub in their backyard. <laughs> oh, my. oh my God! Hot tub cougar. Okay, question: What is the best defense if you are attacked in a hot tub? There's none. By a cougar. there's none. There's none. Yeah, there is. I'm going to tell you the one that is. What would you do? Would you jump out half naked, your dick flopping around, screaming like a little girl? Ah, God, there's a cougar chasing me. Let's go the reverse order. I would scream like a little girl, then jump out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think the only way you beat a cougar that's determined to get after you in the hot tub with your girl is you've got to... What? A cougar, it's like Tyson in 89. It just wasn't, you're just not going to beat it. You're not going to beat a cougar. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. So you got to get the cougar in a headlock, and then you got to drown it. You got to get it under the water. That's the only way. They're not going to like that hot, bubbly, hot tub water. Because even though they can swim, they don't really love it. So you got to get them underwater. I mean, it's going to be tough. They're going to be scratching the shit out of you, biting your neck. But you got to somehow get on top of that cougar and try to drown his ass. Uh, race check aisle five. <laughs> what, yeah. what, do think, what do you think this couple is? <laughs> what? I'm just saying. What, what do you think the couple of It's a white couple, you're saying. I'm just, I'm just asking. Are you saying black people don't like hot tubs? Well, you said Utah. The only black person I know in Utah is Thurl Bailey. <laughs> Thurl Bailey and uh, Spider Mitchell. Spider, well, no wait. No, Thurl, no, Thurl Bailey's part of the church. That's Thurl right. Bailey's not playing. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a tough call right there. 
Uh, but you have to, you know, mentally now, if you have a if you have a hot tub in Utah, you have to think of what are my Cougar defense systems in place I, before I, I get I, in there. Do I bring a gun? Do I bring a knife? What do I do? Do you just try to go under the water like Winnie the Pooh avoiding a bunch of bees and hold your breath and then pop up briefly and and then go back down again? What do you do? I've often thought about, you know, when I do go back to California, I have some friends who live up in the canyons, and there is always a mountain lion story or something. And I was like, what if you were walking – your wonderful dog, and you came across the mountain line. I don't what know. What would you do? I don't know what I'd do either. I know. By the way, here on YouTube, uh, I typed in hot tub sound effects. <laughs> under the under the account of sleep triggers, hot tub sounds to calm anxiety or trigger sleep, white noise jacuzzi. <sighs> yes. How does that... How does that? You, you ever yeah. use a white noise machine to fall asleep? No, because I have to have, and you'll you'll love this. I have to like a podcast or sports radio on. I'm still a I'm still a fan listener for thirty you, minutes. You fall asleep to podcasts? Yes, nice podcast. Yeah, podcast you just let it or, you let it ingest into your brain. You might even be asleep, and you're ingesting perhaps some next level NBA knowledge from Bill Simmons I'm, or I'm getting smarter. Or yes. Ryan Rossillo. Well, how did you? Those are two past podcasts. <laughs> I I did. Wow, that's bro, bro. Nice. Don't we know each other, man? We, we've, okay. we've been knowing each other for a while now, as but the kids like to say. I have gotten off the the, uh, the barstool podcast though. Which ones? All of them. Because they have become. Well, that's not true. But part of my take, guys, are are the ones that are okay, are good. No, I'm, I will say they're good. But all the other ones, it's just sophomore shit. And it the, kind of have, is, isn't it? And they have the chicks on there, and yeah. they're sophomore. It's not. It's like uh, you, you again, know what you know. What, and I'm not saying they're racist, but you know what Barstool really lacks is a black act. They have well, got. They, they, well, to they get, had Dion. Well, they don't anymore. That's but true. they need it. They need a non-famous, non-ex-athlete black guy who can do a good podcast. Who is a Isn't good radio character. stations in America. Have to it should have that. I know. I've never, I've never. I've always, I've always felt my profession, sports talk radio, has dramatically, ridiculously underdeveloped your non-former athlete black hosts who can be funny, entertaining, and relate to all audiences. The one act that kind of got some traction was the two live stews out of Atlanta, but they were so black that as a white guy, I didn't feel invited. I felt like they had no no second gear. Well, it it just, it just was like, look, uh, Hey guys, I wouldn't mind being part of your crew there, but (laughs) you gotta, you gotta treat me okay back here. I'm just a white guy from the burbs. All right. You know, don't be too hard. I mean, it was just a little bit too insular. That said, Jay, here is the final thing I want to talk about before we do FTG. Did you oh. see that Takashi Six Nine got jumped and beaten I to was... a pulp in a LA Fitness in Miami? Well, Takashi Six Nine had been at the World Baseball Classic, and he was talking shit to Uh-oh. the Dominicans. Uh, he and... got beat up by Dominicans. Yeah. Oh, dude, what's but... he doing? First of all, you don't talk shit to Dominicans. <laughs> no, I would be a bad idea. There's some big boys, some rough guys, and uh, yeah. 
And and the the lower the socioeconomic is in the country, the scarier I am of them. That's and true. Dominican is pretty low. Dominicans tried to kill Big Poppy. Oh, that's right. Remember? He got shot. He, he fucking got, got lit up by a guy on a scooter sitting outside yeah. at a cafe, a supposed national icon and hero, Big Poppy. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, don't fuck with them for sure. So that's what it was. Now, Takashi 69 for those of you that don't know, is a rapper. And he has very identifiable facial tattoos and hair and, and, and everything multi, else. Multicolored hair. Yes, right. Like, but there is no his- way that Takashi 69 is going to be able to go low key where people have to squint and go, is that Takashi 69? I think he even has a 69 on his forehead of a tattoo. He is on his cheek. <laughs> on his cheek, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, he, and he served time in jail. Right. And there was there was uh, reason to believe that he was snitching. Mm, that's right. So, he is a snitch. I forgot so about that. So that's why he has to sleep with one eye open. Is is he making money now with his I, rap music? I, I don't know how because he hasn't put anything out in a while. Okay. So, so he doesn't really have money. He didn't have a posse with him, a crew with him to help protect him. Like you would yeah. think Takashi 69 would have some guys with him so he wouldn't get jumped by himself inside a bathroom at LA fitness. You would think, you would think, wouldn't you? Yes. (laughs) By the way, his real name, Daniel Hernandez, Daniel Hernandez from, I think he's from New York. Okay. If I remember correctly, no, I couldn't let me, let me go. No, I just remember his first name because I just thought that was the whitest Hispanic name ever. Daniel Hernandez. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's from the Bronx. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, good luck to Takashi 69 and uh, careful. Don't talk shit to Dominicans because that is a bad idea. No. No. Yes. Every people. Yeah. Don't talk shit about the Dominicans. All right. Here we go. Time for FTG. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got? I didn't have one until this afternoon or when you texted me, but I then quickly found one from last week. It's not hard. They're lying uh, all over the place, by the way, that's these true. people. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and this is to every uh, under 35, 45 sports writer or electric, electronic media person who doesn't have shit correct to say but make shit up. Yeah. Did you see the – no, did you see the, the kerfuffle between – Texas women's basketball and Louisville women's basketball. I did not. Okay, well after well after the game, the game got a little chippy, and there's uh, a very uh, very very good player for uh, Louisville, and her and the girl from Texas. You see them meet, and they say something. It gets heated, and then the girl from Louisville walks away. Now you can find this. Um, just Google Louisville, uh, Texas. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, Handshake line. Anyway, so all the people who were writing the stories, well, I believe she said something about the girl being an honorable All-American. And I'm like, what? They got into a fight over that? So I had to go back and look. And you can clearly say, you can clearly see the black chick from Texas say, call me a bitch again and I'll punch you in your motherfucking mouth. Oh, I don't know. I don't know know how everybody missed this, but I saw it. And I'm like, you people are so stupid and try to make up some shit. You didn't. If you didn't know what she said, just say we couldn't decipher. 
but don't make up shit that she said. Okay. Again, just to the media team. members who did not yeah. take a moment to actually go, yeah, I clearly saw what she said. To all those people you say, fuck those guys. By the way, I've got it right here if you want to hear this. You can't hear. There's nothing to hear. Um, I think it's a pretty clean game. You know, I respect the Texas players. Haley Van Lith. Um, Yes. I don't really want to see what happened at the end because I don't want it to dim down the fact that we played really, really well. Um, I have all the respect in the world for Texas. No hard feelings. You know, sports can get chippy and and the moment you play in the heat. And at the end of the day, I'm going to let it go. You know? Okay. Um, All right. No, Enough no, of her. In the, in, the, in the handshake lines, Abe, you can see the black girl say, call me a bitch yeah, again, right. and I'll punch you in your mouth. Right, right. And by the way, it's not it's not a handshake line. It's a hand high-five slap line that is yes. the least sincere, least sportsmanlike yes. thing you could fucking imagine. So Amen. There you go. Yes. All right. Here, my one goes to one Brett Favre, who had more oh. text messages ex- ex- exchanges unearthed by A.J. Perez at front office sports, including a text exchange from Favre in which he says, I don't want the public to think that I am becoming a spokesperson for various state-funded shelters, schools, and homes, or was compensated with state money. Can we keep this confidential? So even though it may not have been illegal, he knew it was fucking shady and wouldn't make him look good, but he still said, I'll take the money. Hey, Favre, fuck you, buddy. You made enough money in your pro career. All right, Jay, as always, my friend, great talking to you. I will see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.